0: check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, Dolphins fans? And welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. Today on the show, we're going to be exploring some of the new dynamics that we are already seeing in the coach Mike McDaniel era for your Miami Dolphins, as well as assessing the quarterback play for the Miami Dolphins in 2021 and projecting that forward into what our expectations should be for 2022 under a new regime.
2: You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's going on, Dolphins fans, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. This is your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. Director of Scouting at thedraftnetwork.com and your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Want to thank each and every one of you for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code Touchdown to get twenty five cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Today on the show. Uh The Mike McDaniel blitz across social media is well underway, and uh, he's put pen to paper. And as we've seen from the Dolphin social account, had the nice glitzy jet that brought him across the country, Uh had a chance to walk into the studio or, or the facilities at Baptist Health and see the, the former Dolphin standouts on the wall, and get to check out his office and share a phone call with Tua Tonga Valoa and. This, for me, is a really important, it's a a small thing, but it's also a big thing. uh, Because you think about the regime that previously held court here in Miami. Uh, A Brian Flores-led regime that had a lot of Patriots, New England Patriots fingerprints all over the ideologies that have been put in place here. And one of the number one no-no's of any Bill Belichick disciple or Bill Belichick himself is being friendly to the media and being transparent. And uh, I think no matter what you think of the Mike McDaniel hire, this is a very promising omen for more accessibility, more relatability and more exposure to your Miami Dolphins. Belichick disciples have traditionally and always held things close to the vest. The media is an opportunity to manipulate the narrative, but it's also uh, an opportunity to lose competitive advantages in the eyes of, of Bill Belichick and his uh, long extended coaching tree for Mike McDaniel. And obviously we're not talking football just yet. We're talking about him accepting the job and coming across the country, but, the access to be on the plane with Coach McDaniel for this flight to experience part of the conversation that was shared between McDaniel and his new quarterback in Tuatanga Valoa. That's a level of access that we really haven't had. Who remembers 2019? I know I do. Uh, down the stretch, the couple of wins down the stretch, and getting chances to look inside. The Miami Dolphins locker room. I thought for sure you would have that accessibility in 2020 and 2021 amidst some of the high points, right? Miami going eight and four down the stretch in 2020, going eight and one down the stretch in 2021. Nobody was inside that locker room. There were no post-game videos of game balls being handed out or rounds of applause or anything like that. It was all lock and key. So for Miami's social department and the team and the brand to make this dramatic shift overnight with the hire of a new coach is something I think is going to give us more enjoyable moments to share with the team. Uh, But it's also an opportunity to kind of uh, reassess how you do accessibility and that for us as fans of the team is a good thing. And I'm excited to see how that storyline progresses from here. Uh, Coach McDaniel is a uh, very laid back personality. If you can't tell already and uh, kind of the polar opposite, as far as embracing uh, discussions with the media as evidenced by the endless podium sessions that you have probably listened to, uh, to this point in time, but the phone call with Tua was pretty substantial uh, to be able to share, and I think there's a lot of reading between the tea leaves that can be done there. That seems to indicate all the reports uh, are factual to this point in time, and Miami wants to push play with Tua Tagovailoa as their start, and is banking on Coach McDaniel working his magic with the Shanahan system to accentuate what Tua does well, accentuate his strengths uh, to a different and probably more efficient degree than what we've seen in the past. Uh, but the messaging here is important uh, because Tua Tangavalov for effectively his entire time as a member of the Dolphins, despite, let's let's be honest, He has his own shortcomings. He has physical limitations. He has needed development that still needs to take place. And we're going to talk about that because we're assessing quarterback play here today on the show. But he has not been offered the kind of support system that you would ideally like to see for a young quarterback. That doesn't have to be true for the concerns of Tua Aloa to be false. Those things can exist, coexist. And for Tua Aloa hopping on with Coach McDaniel and us getting a chance to hear a portion of that conversation, in which case the phrasing as pulled by the Dolphin social team for the sharing of the video was, my job is to coach you to get all of that greatness out of you. And for Coach McDaniel to say to Tua, effectively, I hope you look back on this day and you yourself say, this is one of the greatest days of my career, but I'm going to earn that from you. The uh, The relationship dynamic here uh, very clearly played a part in the decision-making process to hire Coach McDaniel. And... I think that there is a intangible factor here that is going to be hard to predict until we see the final product on the field on game days, Uh, because these are human beings. Uh, They are people with emotions and self-efficacy or confidence in oneself. And uh, Miami didn't offer a lot of that to said player in question uh, over the last two years by how they handled him, handling his injuries, how they handled play calling in critical situations, and uh, how they handled personnel with with Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2020. Now, whether that's justified or not, that's kind of beside the point now. The point is, this is your quarterback. And if McDaniel can get the intangible side of this player to be improved, It kind of opens the mystery box on the variance of outcomes on on what might come to be as a result. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march to the big game this Sunday. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, but it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, Boxing, UFC, along with live real time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers for the 2022 season. Bet online, where the game starts.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: We're enjoying enjoying a little bourbon this afternoon as we work our way through the assessment of the Dolphins quarterbacks. And I am going to do the easy part first. Let's talk about Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett signed a one-year deal with the Miami Dolphins for $5 million this past offseason to serve as the team's backup quarterback. Entering the year, Jacoby Brissett had a career record of 12 and 20 as a starter. From a statistics standpoint, Jacoby Brissett logged five starts for the Dolphins, appeared in 11 games, was two and three as a starter, passed for 1,283 yards with five touchdowns, four interceptions, a quarterback rating of 78.1, and was sacked 19 times or 7.8% of his dropbacks and offered an adjusted net yards per attempt of 4.39 on the season, comfortably his worst total as a player in the NFL. 62.7% completion, really struggled in a lot of different ways when forced into action for the Miami Dolphins. Jacoby Brissett is an expiring contract, and your expectations to see Jacoby Brissett as a continued member of the Miami Dolphins should be absolute zero. Jacoby Brissett—that this is one of the big mysteries to me personally. Jacoby Brissett and his style of play and his skill set was not complimentary to the style of offense that you were trying to run or, alternatively, to the style of play of the quarterback in front of you. To which I ask, why was Jacoby Brissett signed to play on the team? We'll never know. We'll definitely never know. Uh, we, that thought process, however, was something that, in my opinion, hindered at times the offense significantly uh, because the style of play had to change dramatically with either quarterback on the field. And when that had to happen, you then lost that installing chemistry and building upon concepts for one player or the other. Uh, But Jacoby Brissett hits free agency. And if I had to give a letter grade to his performance this year, it would probably be a D. I did not mind, and I know this is probably pretty controversial relative to the opinions of a lot of other Dolphins fans. I did not mind the short yardage package that included Jacoby Brissett. I understood the thought process in its presence and the value of a big bodied quarterback, six foot four, two hundred and thirty-five pounds, as a threat in the quarterback sneak game in short yardage situations. Or potentially building off of that and manipulating to get goal line defenses on the field and midfield, and then trying to do some tendency breaker stuff and roll them outside the pocket. Did it consistently work? No, but I do appreciate the thought process that exists there. And I do think for Miami's purposes, that is an area in projecting for beyond the backup quarterback role, which we're going to touch on here in just a bit uh, for 2022 and beyond you need to have a short yardage option on the field. And I do not necessarily believe as though that player is Tua law. Tua is six foot one, 217, 220 pounds. Him as your short yardage player is not going to move the pile and successfully and consistently create first downs unless you're able to quick snap and catch the defense sleeping. So that is a value and a role for the Dolphins offense that needs to be accounted for, whether through the quarterback position or somewhere else. But the backup quarterback position for Miami this upcoming year, in 2022, uh, this is a decision that Miami is going to have to strategize a bit. I would like to see a player who has some NFL experience would not be too thrilled with the idea that you're going to be rolling with Tua Tagovailoa and a rookie quarterback behind him. Uh, but that can be easier said than done because the expiring contracts uh, for this upcoming season in free agency, we want to read through some of the names and we're not going to include restricted free agents, which are automatically deferred to um, the team that, currently owns that player's rights Ben Roethlisberger retired so you get Teddy Bridgewater Ryan Fitzpatrick Andy Dalton Cam Newton Terod Taylor Jameis Winston Jacoby Brissett, Joe Flacco Marcus Mariota Mitchell Trubisky Tim Boyle Blaine Gabbert Chad Henney Brandon Allen Mike Lennon AJ McCarron Colt McCoy Geno Smith Chase Daniel Brian Hoyer Josh Johnson, Joshua Dobbs, Trevor Simeon, Sean Mannie, Garrett Gilbert is a restricted free agent. Excuse me, Nick Mullins. Is anybody excited about any name on that list as a backup quarterback? I know you're going to say Mitchell Trubisky, and hear me out. If I were Mitchell Trubisky and my previous offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, just signed to be a head coach in the New York market, with a coach or with a quarterback who's probably going to be a lame duck starter and Daniel Jones, I'd be hitching my wagon to that team. And I'd be saying, Hey, I can go there. I can eventually take over that starting job. I think Mitchell Trubisky is probably a pipe dream for the dolphins. Marcus Mariota is a quarterback who I think would make some sense from a stylistic standpoint from a skill set standpoint and probably from a financial standpoint, Marcus Mariota is probably the most attractive backup quarterback in my opinion. But is that too aggressive of a quarterback to add into the fray when you're trying to build the confidence of your young starting quarterback? I don't have that answer. And that might require time spent with Tua Tonga slash being honest about, where he is based on how the past two years have gone. If it's not him, if it's not Marcus Mariota, I think Terod Taylor makes some sense. And that's that's about it for really intriguing options for me. You can go the Josh Johnson route if you want, but he's 36 years old. You can go the Nick Mullins route as a younger guy who obviously spent some time in San Francisco and then in Cleveland in another offense. That's similar. A couple different options that you can choose to go. Um, but you should probably just kind of based on Tua a of body work, be ready for this player to play three or four games throughout the course of the year. That's kind of just how it's, how it's broken down. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar, and they have 100% chocolate on all their bars. These things are absolutely, positively delicious. And right now, you can visit Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order. That is Built.com, promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. And with some of those savings, you can double down on. With our friends over at GetUpside, listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. People who drive a lot are saving as much as two dollars to $300 a year and cash back. And there's no catch. The Cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account. PayPal. E-gift cards such as Amazon or other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app. And use promo code TOUCHDOWN. To save 25 cents per gallon or more cash back. On your first tank. Which brings us to Tua Tungvaloa. The Miami Dolphins. Presumably. Unquestioned starting quarterback. For the 2022 season. Tua. In 2021, appeared in 13 games. He started 12. He was 7 and 5 as a starter. He completed 67.8% of his pass attempts for 2653 yards, 16 touchdowns to 10 interceptions, 6.8 yards per attempt, a 90.1 quarterback rating. He was sacked 29 or 20 times or 4.9% of his dropbacks and offered an adjusted net yards per attempt of 5.81 yards. That was up nearly a half a yard from his rookie season. He offered two game-winning drives throughout the course of the year across those 12 starts and 13 appearances, bringing his career record through two seasons in the NFL as a starter to 13 and 8. So, uh, there was probably a tale of two halves of the year for Tua law or three thirds of the year, I should say. There was the first five weeks uh, in which he gutted out a tough win against the New England Patriots. Uh, Had a bad turnover at the end of that game that put the win in jeopardy, uh, but he rushed for a touchdown. He passed for another touchdown was largely efficient until that interception in the final five minutes of the game. And then he got hurt against Buffalo in the second possession. He goes on IR and he misses the next three weeks. So he effectively misses four full games. He comes back against Jacksonville. And that stretch of play from Jacksonville to the New York Giants with the road game in Buffalo being the lone standout was the best stretch of play we have seen from Tua Tangavalo across the course of his young career. His passer ratings in those games, 95.1 against Jacksonville, 109.5 against Atlanta, including what would have been a fourth-quarter comeback and game-winning drive, except the game was blown by the Dolphins' defense in the final two minutes. The 58.2 performance against Buffalo, one hundred four in one half of action against the Baltimore Ravens, 108.7 against the New York Jets in New York, 108.3 in a home win against a very good pass defense in the Carolina Panthers, and then 104.1 in a victory over the New York Giants. That stretch of play is where you really have to cling to Tua Tonga performance in that there were some clutch drives it was good ball placement. There was efficiency in protecting the football. Uh, he had very efficient passing numbers, his adjusted yards per attempt uh, across, across that stretch of time 6.89, 7.3, the stinker against Buffalo, uh, 4.1, 12.15 against Baltimore, 8.12 against the Jets, 8.06 against the Panthers, 6.93 against the Giants, and then the bye week came. And what you saw from Tua in that stretch was largely good footwork, good decision-making, finding that tightrope between managing the the pocket and the chaos of bad pass protection and extending plays and getting his guys some run-after-catch opportunities. Obviously, the Baltimore game. Number of big rack performances. Jalen Waddell against Carolina, the big run after catch uh, opportunity that he had. And what Tua was able to do over that stretch of time, he was sacked no times against Jacksonville, one time against Atlanta, twice against the Bills, once against the Ravens, not sacked at all against the Jets, sacked twice against the Panthers, and sacked twice against the Giants for a grand total of eight sacks over that stretch of time. Tua was sacked eight times over the final eight games of the season, or over the final four games of the season. So opposing pass rushes were able to close in and box around him uh, down the stretch. And what you also saw down the stretch that kind of reinstilled the doubt and questions was uh, some of the balls that got away from Tua. And there will be those who are – uh, supportive of Tua Tungvaloa and, and believe he can be the guy who will point to, well, he didn't really trust his pass protection. And throughout the course of the year, his footwork broke down and some of those balls really sailed on him. And I would generally agree that's a fair statement to make. But where I would also kind of just pull the, the caution or pull the e brake a little bit is we do have to acknowledge that Tua and his physical talent has a glass ceiling over top of it. And that's why the McDaniel higher and the Shanahan style offense is so important because they have proven time and time again, they can get productive play out of quarterbacks who are scheme limited. Great. What that final product looks like and projecting that forward. I'm not sure, but what I do know is this. I know there are a number of dynamics within the McDaniel offense that lend themselves favorably to a tongue of the lowest strengths he's not a running quarterback he's a modest athlete at the running back or at the quarterback position but he does get outside the pocket really well his ball handling skills are very strong he makes consistent decisions at the mesh point and he can get outside the pocket on rollouts and throw on the run. And as long as he gets leveraged over top of that end man on the line of scrimmage, that contained defender, and he's able to get up into the line of scrimmage and gain ground downhill as he's throwing the football, he could throw with a lot of accuracy outside the pocket. Now, when he's forced to scramble and forced off his spot, and he's under pressure while running, that's when you see the accuracy wane. So that's an important distinguishment to make. You have to get him outside the pocket by design. Not because he's trying to extend plays because he's under duress. And if you are able to do that, then I think Tua Tungvaloa can really accentuate the play-action passing that the McDaniel-slash-Shanahan-style offense is going to afford him. That's a win. The big mystery is how much of this becomes RPO. That was something the Dolphins leaned Heavily into, to say the least, last year. One would argue probably too heavily into last year. But how does McDaniel alter and adjust this offense to cater to that dynamic of Tua Tungvaloa's game? Because it was unquestionably the best dynamic of his game. Now there is so as so too much of a good thing, as evidenced by kind of the glass ceiling that we hit down the stretch. I don't have that answer, at least not yet. But what I can say with confidence is we should expect another level of growth from Tua Tongvalo because there were plays, there were some routine plays where he left some meat on the bone. There are some simple fixes with his footwork to make sure he is aligned to his targets to throw with accuracy and not let those throws over the middle of the field sail. we got to figure out how to throw a cold, wet ball. We all know that. We all watched the Tennessee game. And even in the RPO game, I thought there were some decisions and maybe it was how they structured their pre-snap reads to predetermine where the ball is supposed to go. But there is room for improvement in that level of his game as well. But that level of improvement, I think, and it's important to acknowledge this, is not something that I think is going to put him in the conversation of the highest of high-level quarterbacks in the NFL. But is it enough, as we've seen from some teams that play complementary football, the Browns in 2020, the San Francisco 49ers this past year, to get them into the playoffs and win a playoff game? If those teams can do it with Baker Mayfields and Jimmy Garoppolo's of the world, If you play complementary football with the defensive nucleus that you have in place, there's no reason why you can't take that step and make the postseason win a playoff game. But that requires a massive overhaul of the peripheral pieces around to a tongue of a low. That's a conversation for another day. If I were to kind of stake my flag in the ground for where I sit, Uh, I am fascinated for what, from an intangibles and a a human element perspective, what this change is going to do for Tua Tungvaloa and his confidence in his play. I am fascinated at how Mike McDaniel is going to meet his offense in the middle with what Tua did well versus what things we think Tua can do well based off his physical still set, versus what this offense has traditionally been. And I am also fascinated to see how Tua Tungvaloa's pre-snap and post-snap recognition of fronts and coverages and making sure his eyes are in the right spot and understanding when and where he's hot and where those hots are, those are all things that are all going to blend together to determine what the 2022 edition of Tua Tungabolo looks like. The good news is there's room for growth just about everywhere. And I'm not going to guarantee he's going to take steps forward in all of those places, but if he takes steps forward in one or two of those places, then again, I see no reason why this team based on the rest of the improvement around him cannot find themselves in similar conversation to where they were at the end of the year last year, hopefully without the seven-game losing streak and potentially getting into the playoffs and trying to compete for a playoff win. Hope you guys enjoyed this look at the quarterback position assessing its performance in 2020 uh, or 2021. If I were to give Tua Tagovailoa's full season a letter grade, I would probably say a C-plus or a B-minus. Uh, When you consider the limitations that are around him, when you consider what limitations his own experiences and his own skill set put in place, I think our expectations just need to be in the right spot. And that's don't expect Tua to go out there and be a top five quarterback. Don't expect him to go out next year and be a top 10 quarterback. But you might get top 12 quarterback production out of him if the rest of the other stuff snaps into place. And that seems to be what the Dolphins are betting. But I hope you enjoyed this look at the quarterback position. Make sure you stay dialed in because we got running backs tomorrow on the show, which will be a very fun conversation to talk about the Miami Dolphins running back position and projecting that forward as best as we can based on the expectations on traditionally what Coach McDaniel and the San Francisco 49ers have done. Plan accordingly. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins of Cow Thanks, as always, for tuning into the show.